Welcome to the broadcast, my friend. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry. It's such a joy to not only be the director of Bible Tracks Incorporated, but also the radio voice of Bible Tracked Echoes. This program has been on the air since 1957, 1958, or thereabouts, and many of our listeners have been listening for a long time. I hear from folks all the time telling us what a blessing it is that this program is to their life, and I am so thankful for that. Now, today we will continue in Nehemiah chapter 6. I hope you'll find your place there. Nehemiah chapter 6. The thought, the theme, the concept that we will be discussing today is this. Don't back down. When you know what you're doing is right, when you know your cause is just, when you know righteousness is on your side, friend, don't back down. We're going to learn from Nehemiah chapter 6 here in just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I'll tell you a little bit about the work going on at our new building. Today, we are working on some electrical things. It's amazing to realize how many different items and processes at Bible Tracks Incorporated rely so heavily on electricity. Probably just like your house, you take for granted the opportunity to walk into your kitchen and flip on a light. You take for granted the opportunity to flip on a radio and listen to this broadcast. Well, at Bible Tracks Incorporated, we've learned recently not to take those things for granted as we run hundreds of yards of electrical wire all over the place. Realize some of our printers and cutters and folders and just the ability to have multiple RV hookups and RVs normally need a 50 amp or a 30 amp plug and some of these things require 220 and three phase and all these types of things. Thankfully, for everyone's sake, I am not heading up the electrical work because I would probably shock myself or other people. We have experts in the building for all of those things, people with large amounts of experience, and we're very thankful for that. But pray for safety as they work on electrical things. Of course, as we're studying out walls, and we haven't quite got there yet. We'll give you that update in the future. But you got to have the electrical run before you spray foam insulation and all of those things. Thankfully, God has given us a phenomenal building. We're excited to see what God is going to allow us to do. But right now, pray for the electricians that are in the house making things happen. It'll be very nice very soon in the future when we can just turn on the air conditioning and we can turn on lights and we can pop something into the microwave. Thankfully, thankfully, we will have electricity available to us because of the work of these great builders and the prayers of God's people. Now, I'd like you to find your place in Nehemiah chapter 6. Before we go there, though, I'd like to ask this question. Are you resolute? Are you firm? Are you ready? Are you prepared for passing out gospel tracts today? What I mean by that is this. If you are going to interact with anyone that crosses your path, if you're going to go for a walk and you might come across someone that's walking their dog, if you are going to a gas station, if you are going to go to the DMV, if you have any opportunity to cross paths with anyone, are you planning on passing out gospel tracts? Realize that Bible Tracts Incorporated has been putting out free gospel literature for over 80 years, and you can take advantage of that. I have a gospel track in my hand right now. It's called, He Is Not Here. 
You realize there are so many people across our world that don't realize that Jesus Christ came, was born of a virgin, lived 33 sinless years, and then he died. But more than that, he rose from the dead after three days and three nights, and he ascended back to heaven. Do you realize that the Lord Jesus Christ is not on the cross? He's not in the grave. The man, the God-man, Christ Jesus, is alive today in the body of flesh and bones in which he was crucified and buried. He is in heaven. The Bible says in Colossians 3.1, Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. But there are so many people across the world that don't realize that eternal life is not found in religion, in the worship of some object, or in any creed or morality. Eternal life, this gospel tract says, is found only in this God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, the virgin-born God of eternity. Let me ask you, will you use gospel tracts today? You will come across people that I, not today, not next week, not next month, not next year, I will never have the opportunity to interact with. Even though this radio program plays on dozens of radio stations around the country and around the world, you yourself are going to interact with people that I will never have the opportunity to influence. So I ask you, will you be prepared with a gospel tract? If not, let me encourage you. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. I'd like to ask you to be resolute about passing out gospel tracts. I'd like you to maybe pick a number. You say, I am going to pass out no less than three gospel tracts every single week through the end of the year. Just three. That's less than one every other day. Could you do that? Could you go to our website and order 25, 50, 100 gospel tracks so that you are ready to go. Maybe you need a gospel track like he is not here. But can I tell you, whatever gospel track you have with you is better than none at all. So, BibleTracksInc.org. Let me encourage you to be resolute about using gospel tracks. Look at Nehemiah chapter number 6. We're going to read Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Nehemiah 6, 4 through 9 says this, Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort. What are we talking about? Well, remember Sam, Ballot, and Tobiah, those enemies of God, those people that wanted to see the work that Nehemiah was doing, the building of the walls. They wanted that to cease. They wanted to distract him. And so they sent unto me four times after this sort, trying to tell him, come on down. Let's fellowship together. Let's have a get acquainted meeting. Let's, let's talk for a little while. They wouldn't stop leaving him alone. And I answered them after the same manner. What he means is, in verse 3, he tells them, I'm not coming. I'm too busy. I've got God's work to do. And so, verse number 5, Then sent, then sent Samballot his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, It is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel. For which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king, according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king, according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Now, this guy, Sam Ballot, is trying to spread rumors. And he's trying further, this fifth time, trying to dissuade Nehemiah from the work that he is doing. Realize that 
Nehemiah is doing what he's doing. This work, he's doing it at the behest. He's doing it with the permission of the king of the known world, the king of the king at Babylon. And what Sambala is trying to say is that there are rumors that Nehemiah is actually trying to usurp the king, the real king's authority and is trying to set up his own fiefdom, his own empire based out of Jerusalem. And verse number eight, Nehemiah says this, Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them, meaning thou fakest them, out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, this is Nehemiah talking, Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. When they couldn't attack them physically, realize now the walls are almost completed, the gates are going up. When they couldn't attack them physically, they tried to use their words. They tried to convince them to stop the work. Now, in reality, what was this that Sam Ballot was doing? It was slander. Now, realize that these falsehoods began the exact same way that most of these types of things do, as something that quote-unquote, they have said. You ever heard about what they have said? They, this unnamed entity that nobody can really put their finger on, they have said. Realize that vague accusations often sound like everyone saying this, or a number of, number of people have mentioned this. Vague words can very easily give the wrong impression. I hope you'll realize with me that we must be very careful in our own mouths, in our own tongues, to not be vague. What Nehemiah was being accused of, it was complete falsehood. There was nothing true about it whatsoever, but Sambalat was trying to weaken Nehemiah's position. He was trying to weaken his disposition. The application point that I'd like to make today, and the call to arms that I'd like to leave you with is this. Don't back down, but be very careful in how you defend yourself. Nehemiah did not need to get a bunch of witnesses together. He did not need to amount some elaborate defense to defend his honor, or he did not need to write off his own letters and publish his own periodicals and his own letters to the editor and post on his Facebook feed how everything that Sam Ballot was saying was patently false. No, in verse number eight, what does he say? Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. Nehemiah shrugged off this, if I can use this term, fake news, and then turned his attention to God. The tail end of verse number 9 says, Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. He decided to communicate, to commune, to fellowship, to be faithful to God, instead of giving this fool, Sam Ballot, the time of day. We would be very wise when confronted, especially with falsehoods, to just turn our attention to God and let him take care of it. There are times and there are places when we need to be very careful and we need to choose our words very carefully and we need to run to the defense of others or even the defense of ourselves. But so oftentimes, God's truth will trump all we don't have to worry about God defending us. He knows who his people are. And we know that Sam Ballot and Tobiah, they definitely were not his people. Nehemiah 
didn't get his priorities, as we talked about yesterday, all out of whack. He just kept doing what he was supposed to be doing. They were trying to make God's people afraid. Can I ask you, don't live in fear of what other people are saying or what even they might say about you. You just need to get alone with God. Ask him to strengthen your hands. One of Benjamin Franklin's proverbs from Poor Richard's Almanac says this, Since I cannot govern mine own tongue, though within my own teeth, how can I hope to govern the tongues of others? If you need to have any second to this, if you need to have any backup to what I'm saying here, read James chapter 3. We don't have time today, but realize the tongue is incredibly powerful. You can't control your own, much less someone else's. Let's be careful to not back down from God's work just because of what others are saying. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.